Welcome to A Couch Divided Podcast, where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. (laughs) Prepare to be couched. To a couch divided. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the, the doctor, the doctor, the, 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 the doctor, Robin Hall. How are you doing, Robin? <laughs> I'm excellent, Nick. How are you? I'm just gonna keep that. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yes. Welcome to a couch divided podcast. And uh, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. And uh, we've uh, this is our w- first recording of the new year since Spiritual Warfare, which was oh, great. You guys yeah. made that a, a, a huge success. We thank you for listening, downloading, and sharing. We've gotten all kinds of comments and compliments there. And you know, it was really a timely, yeah, like a timely word and feedback and. Uh, it's been great. You've been uh, and rating. you guys have been listening to it a lot. So yeah, yeah, we <laughs> see it. <laughs> Actually, um, Pennsylvania was yeah. at the top like of our uh, SoundCloud stats last yeah. week. Yeah, and I was like, all right, shout out to Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pittsburgh. What other place? What other? Philadelphia. I don't know. I, l- I love anything Pittsburgh. So. Philadelphia. And Philadelphia yeah. and Hershey. Hi, Pennsylvania. And we love you guys, build. too. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been to Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Me yeah. too. <laughs> My yeah. family's from there. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw a Steeler game there one time. Oh, I've never um, been. Yeah, anyway. That was before it was a this stupid AccuSure or whatever it is stadium that they have now. It was oh. Heinz Field, and they changed it, and everybody's upset. So Heinz, like, Heinz tomato ketchup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they had a big ketchup bottle on the stadium. If you want to get to like staunch conservative people who don't like change, go to Pittsburgh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because you start messing with the sports teams <laughs> and, and changing, just have um, uh, they're just going to have a fit. Well, so. human beings don't like change anyway. No. Not which, and that's so interesting that we fight it at a visceral level because right, we right. are changing beings. So. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, do we have any housekeeping? Yeah, I mean, as always, continue to uh, continue to uh, comment on the episodes uh, that we uh, that we produce, like and share uh, with your friends. Uh, we appreciate you uh, going on iTunes uh, and rating us, and going on Spotify, Spotify and rating us. Keep doing that. Keep sharing with your friends. Um, you can contact us at, at a Couch Divided Pod on Instagram. That's our kind of a main hub, but you got uh, same name on Facebook right. as well. Or contact us at a Couch Divided Podcast. At gmail. At gmail.com. Yeah. We do. We realize that our website is currently under construction. We hope that will be different. In yes. At least 2023. In 2023. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So what are we uh, What are we talking about today? And today, actually, we have, uh, I mean, it's a, uh, I've a been excited treat. about this all week. Yeah. I know. Um, oh, actually, can we start this by saying, like explaining how God's providence worked in this so incredibly? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So right. Nick and I met over... 
Christmas break. <laughs> I feel like I, I relate everything to school holidays mm. um, to prep for the new year and to get like our recording schedule going. Yep. We've got a long list of things we're going to talk about this year with you guys mm-hmm. or for you guys. Um, right. And we really needed something to record today because some of the stuff we are recording makes a little more research time, et yes. cetera, et cetera. Right. And we were literally together when Marcus Pittman. Yep emailed us, not yep. emailed us, sent us a message out of the blue. and was like, hey, this would be a great topic. We we aren't going to talk about that topic Yeah, today. We'll, we'll save it. We'll <laughs> save it. We'll save it. Yes. But um, it was like, the, literally, we hadn't even prayed yet to yep. God to guide us to, yeah. you know, what we were going to be doing this yeah. week. And out of the blue, like, it was not even a spoken yeah. desire of our hearts. Marcus was like, hey. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean amazing i right? know and, and so that was providential and it, so and it providential. set us up and we're like wow well let's just talk to marcus because uh <laughs> well if you're wondering what marcus i'm talking about because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there the king ginger but there's only one king ginger which is marcus Pittman. Pittman. marcus uh-huh. founder creator of lore yes tv Lore.tv. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I, I've tried Lore when they had the the uh, the beta program running. Oh, my running gosh. That was so and cool. And it was awesome. And uh, I binged on all of it. And uh, it was good Christian uh, content. But without further ado. Right. Marcus Pittman. Hey, how you doing, Marcus? How you doing, Marcus? Thanks for having me, guys. How yes, are you? Yes. It's Aww. good to see you, man. Um, it is so good to see you. It's a, almost bittersweet. Really, it is. It's sweet to see you, but it's bitter because I miss you. Uh, you know, uh, used to be here uh, with us at Apologia, but... You went off on, on a, a venture capitalist um, adventure excursion. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeking venture capitalists anyway. <laughs> yes, and um, super jealous. Uh, you get to see uh, uh, Doug and all those guys uh, there That's too, it. as well. Uh, yeah. Your pastor over in Key Church in uh, Moscow, Idaho. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's been uh, a fun two years. I think me and my wife left October of. 2020 yeah so kind of in the height of has COVID. it really been two full years now already yeah, yeah. it has uh I, I i'm telling you covid put everything on pause for me as far as time it just seems <laughs> your that, timeline stopped. yeah like it just seems it went from 2019 to 2023 and these two years <laughs> just with all that's the mess a, that's technically four yeah. years yeah like whatever 2019 to 2003 <laughs> yeah whatever you know i didn't i barely graduated that's a full high school but <laughs> <laughs> But I'll never be anybody's accountant with that thing. That's but, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Well, we miss you and we love you. Yeah. And we're so excited that you were happy to talk with us today because I think this is a topic that, well, Christians aren't talking about enough. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons that we're about to go over. Yes. So um, tell us, yeah, tell us what Lore is. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. So we're, we're building a streaming platform where the monthly subscribers can uh, basically spend their monthly subscription funding the movies and TV shows that go on the platform. Mm -hmm. So artists can pitch to the streamers directly instead of woke leftist Hollywood Marxist executives at Netflix and Disney. I think there's like seven seven people in the whole world that decide all the content for for you to watch. Yes. Oh my gosh, are you serious? It's only seven? I mean, you yeah, got Disney, much. you got Fox, you got all. The, yeah, well, uh, Disney and Fox are the same. Yeah, right? Disney, Fox, mm-hmm. ABC, that's all the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. When you like ESPN, go up the same. conglomeration, yeah, ladder. you peel back the layers, you get a mouse. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, right. so, <laughs> so, yeah and then uh, 
uh, HBO just bought this, or Discovery just bought HBO, so that's mm. all one. Oh, then, really? Which is Time Warner, so, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah. there's pretty much like four. It's like we're back to like four antenna TV channels again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> I had no idea it was really that skinny. Well, well it was weird because I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I'm watching WWE go through some uh, things right now, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, the chairman uh, ended up retiring Vince McMahon. Now he wants to come back. And then they were talking about selling the company. And it's these list of seven companies that are all the same. <laughs> I mean, even uh, and uh, I, I just I, we'll, we'll see what happens out of that. You know how big of a wrestling fan I am. It's but, hard yeah. for me to even wrap my brain around that kind of money. Yeah, honestly, I, I well, I don't I don't think that I will. They're trying to option it for about forty five billion. No, that's what they said. That's fine. <laughs> no one's gonna buy they're it for forty five billion. To sell WWE for? Yeah, uh, well, that's a, that's a number that's been tossed out there, but that's dumb investment. Uh, uh, they're thinking about selling it to the Saudi government. They might buy it like that. Are you serious? Yeah, but any oh corporation gosh. is probably gonna be. Paying about ten to fifteen billion. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't need to go down that route and because you'll know me. <laughs> I do know you. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I hope that you can take Toby to what like a wrestling match. Come in here in March. I might do it. <laughs> oh, On this he episode would of a couch divided. Right. It's wrestling art. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Is right. art or sport? Is wrestling know? art or sport they, or both? <laughs> you know what that art uh, term in wrestling has been used so much to hide. Uh, the fact that it's fake, uh, <laughs> um, right, um, right. or Art just has a, become another word. Yeah, it's for become it. cliche. It is storytelling. It yeah, is. It, it is. It is, and it's become cliche so much because there's so much dichotomy in the wrestling and how it's supposed to be presented. I like the old school stuff where you suspended disbelief, but they don't care about that anymore. They're just doing flips off the turnbuckle, and I'm like, this is not real. This is like no one would do this. Wait, wait. wait. Sub- suspended disbelief means like you're actually buying that it could be real. Yes. Okay. Like, there's only a couple people where I can go, all right, you know, you have me. You, oh, you gr- I yeah. mean, I know always on the back end. I feel end, like I have never once looked at a wrestling match, like a WWE yeah. wrestling match, and thought, wow, this is so real. Right. <laughs> there's, 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 guys, there's guys out there that their performance – their performance is so. I mean, it's all. I mean, the indie scene uh, really is just. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Before I mean, we totally yeah. yeah devolve into this or devolve <laughs> into this, I yeah. think like I've never, I've never escalated, uh, wrestling in my mind above like a male soap opera for just like yeah it can be especially uh, like during the m- late 90s and early 2000s yeah, is really what it what took it remi- place yeah like a telenovela except for yeah. white men yeah that's lucha libre in the, uh-huh. in the <laughs> <laughs> anyways no, it's, it's definitely a soap opera yeah. yes it does and uh and it's just testosterone ridden soap like opera one step below yellowstone <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Yellowstone, <laughs> guys! Have you both watched? Yellowstone? I haven't dove into it yet. I'm, yeah. I'm only in. I'm still in the like towards the end of the first season. Yeah, but it's racy. It's pretty racy. Yeah. So, um, the what ba- the na- thing beta? Oh my gosh, la, 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 la. the thing you were talking about you brought up for Laura earlier, the beta. Mm-hmm. It so w- we all got to try ex- essentially how Laura is supposed to work, like mm-hmm. where you use an internal money system mm-hmm. to bid on what projects you want to see completed. Mm-hmm. It was so stinking cool to watch yeah. from the outside. All of these people come in and like bid on specific episodes that they wanted to see completed. For, and it's such amazing it, content. And this is what I uh, also praise it for. And I don't even know if you guys were going uh, for this as well, but the anticipation for yes. things to be funded. 
uh, gripped me more, and I constantly went to lure. Okay, is it funded? Okay, and then you you yeah. get to go on Discord and I, encourage people. That was one of the things we couldn't predict. Right. I remember, yeah. like, I, I, I was like, oh, this feels like a video game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, really... it's, like, it's, like, it's like a massive video game where I think we got up to 3,000 users, I think, is where we capped out wow. at yeah. funding. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But, yeah, we were funding things um, every week. I think we had a new episode up pretty mm-hmm. much for the most part. Sometimes yes. we had two episodes a week. Yes. Um, which uh, is great because people said nobody would pay attention to a platform without any content. Right. Um, uh, nobody has any vision. Kind of, yeah. Kind of <laughs> proved that wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, people's well, vision. We're going to full is... launch in March. This coming March. Uh, uh, hopefully. Yeah, oh my hopefully gosh. This March. And then uh, you actually get to be a paid subscriber. We have 30 movies and TV shows <sighs> that are in the queue to be funded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, everything from cartoons to. Uh, adult animation to uh you know movies and documentaries and tv yeah. shows um so so we got it we, ha- we have everything um it'll j- it's just a matter of going to be how fast we can get subscribers to sign up and start funding content the more subscribers the faster we can fund content so. wow okay so you hear that guys like it is your job all we have we know you're <laughs> all over the world this march go subscribe to lore <laughs> yep seriously well made so i love your tagline christian movies shouldn't suck right yes. like we we i have that shirt every christian out there should feel this to their core of mm-hmm. their being mm-hmm. um and we got a new one now we got a new tagline now oh what is it what is it it's fun what holly wouldn't <laughs> yeah there we go love it oh, i love it so much we yes. need t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> Let's fund what and Hollywood that's is. what you can expect on lore.tv you make sure that you subscribe good uh, marketing if you, yes good, if you guys yes. can't tell marcus has a similar dark sense of humor to nick and i yes it's um, great uh and it's i mean probably I, much more advanced actually yes if we're just being real <laughs> see like no one wants to buy a netflix shirt or anything like no. that but when you go to lore you're going to want to take that with you everywhere both right. virtually and materialistically, right, right. <laughs> and uh, right. if you can wear it and watch it, I'm in. So right. Well, um, and so that this is we've spent a lot of time kind of gearing this up, but our topic today is today. really like the psychology of creation yeah. and why it's important as Christians mm-hmm. to be creating art. That art is actually objectively beautiful, mm-hmm. which is a very that would be like a very taboo thing to say Mm -hmm. in our current like art culture, media culture. Um, But you're a Christian believer. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about this the way God tells you to think about it. And um, I mean, we have the expert here. Yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And um, I love that too, as well. We were talking a little bit about the objectivity uh, of art and and Marcus, I'm going to want to hear your thoughts on this uh, as well. Um, me and you had a, a similar mind frame, and I'm pretty sure you dove into it a little deeper, just given your profession and what you're doing. But art is objective, and you agree with that statement, right? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of examples in Scripture we can look to to make that case. But, you know, when God created the heavens and the earth, and he called it good, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't, that wasn't his subjective opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, and then you look at Exodus 35, too, where, where it talks about all the artisans that were used to construct the temple. Uh, one of the requirements for them to be considered to come and, and build the temple was they had to be skilled. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So that's an objective statement. Right. Um, as well. Uh, you don't want somebody um, 
that's doing uh, woodworking yeah. that doesn't know how to build something properly. Mm. Right, me. Um, you don't yeah. want me being your carpenter, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so there, there, there's, a, there's very clear objective standards. It also says in Proverbs, it says, a man who is, uh, uh, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. Yes. Mm, yeah. um, so so there, there's this implication uh, that you have to, you can be good at something in scripture. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to be good at something, uh, you you have to, like like there has to be a standard for what good is. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, someone who designs a house that collapses uh, is is not a good designer. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so, yeah. And so, so like it's okay to say that. Um, and I think I you know I think um, w- what we have too is also we have. Uh, a trinity which i think is like pretty much we're the only ones christians uh, trinitarians are the only ones who can uh properly uh look at around at the world and art and beauty and Mm -hmm. and and know why we have it and why it matters um so you know a good example of this is uh you know i i i i I like to make fun of the mormons who are at angel and 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 the Jews at the Daily Wire, uh, and they mm-hmm. don't have a Trinitarian worldview, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so when uh, they make something, they don't really have a way to know why it succeeded or right. why it failed right. or passed or failed, um, and uh, and 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 so with a Trinitarian worldview, we do a good example of this is, um, it's if it's not art if nobody but yourself sees it. Right. Um, Right, art is meant to be observed by others, um, and so the Trinity is the only God that can make so, make something and have it be observed right. within Himself. Wow! Right, mm-hmm. so like no other no other God, uh, they're just making stuff and declaring it good, but they have no there's no testimony to it being good right. other than themselves. Um, so within the Trinity, there's unity and diversity and um, and all that sort of all that sort of thing, but you know, also you know, uh, when making a judgment, mm-hmm. uh, there needs to be a testimony of two or three witnesses as well, right? Right. Um. So when God says this is good. There's two or three witnesses within the triune Godhead that is determining that that art is good. Mm-hmm. Um. And oh. so, so I think that uh, that is so. I mean, I just got such a goose. <laughs> I've never thought about it like yeah, that, but it makes so much sense. It's very much profound. It's you know, so profound. And 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 that was kind of my similar mind frame on that too, as well. Is that everything is not only the reflection of the triune God, but then then the interpersonal relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Right, because because yeah. the Son was the creator. Right. 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 And, so, right. and the Son was creating for the Father, and and mm-hmm. uh, so that you have this whole. Uh, Basically, you have uh, 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 the curator mm-hmm. uh, and the patron mm-hmm. all together mm-hmm. within the Godhead, right? Um, so, which I think is like, which 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 no one else can look to that, uh, like no other no other worldview mm-hmm. uh, can can really adequately explain why art matters, right? Um, and 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 so. Uh, we get that we get that opportunity. I think it's really uh, exciting. And you know, if you're going to invest in a in a company that focuses on art, you want them to know why they succeed. 
right <laughs> when they succeed and you know netflix and daily wire and angel and all those other religions that are running their art experiments don't know uh, why it's succeeding and you know like, uh, have you guys heard of kaleidoscope on yes netflix? yes it's on my watch list actually mm -hmm. did you watch it though? no you, not yet i haven't okay so you can you can you can pick the order to watch stuff in because it's like this uh, they're like it's a non-linear experiment in storytelling. So oh. Don't do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my wife did it, and we were like, "This is probably really good if you watch it just from beginning to end." Right, but it's probably <laughs> terrible if you yeah. do it the way that they're encouraging like the you. Not like it's this. I feel like it's this postmodern experiment on storytelling, and I just feel like we ruined it for ourselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh. my wife was like, "Oh no." do it in the order it auto plays and i was like no that's not why they want you to watch it yeah, was, everybody's trying to we have to do it the way they told us you know yeah. uh, everybody's trying our own way to watch it right that was a huge mistake everybody's trying to do a tarantino <laughs> thing yeah stories aren't meant to yeah. be told that way like yes. even like even like quentin tarantino he tells stories non-linearly but uh it's still presented in a, a linear, linear fashion, yes. Yeah, so, if you're going to do it non-linear, have it make yeah. sense, right? And it does. Mm -hmm. You, you, yeah. you're catching so, everything. We still come back to like a root, yeah. like a story <laughs> where we can like ground ourselves, even if we're flashing forward or yeah. going backward. Like he still has a root story. And really, in and actually, he only did it twice: Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. That was it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after after that, it was just storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Right. So, so, so yeah, I think, I um, you know, that it's, it's just really interesting to see postmodernism like come into streaming like that, where, you know, yeah. and then also postmodernism is one of the dumbest things too, is I think it's called 454, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but it's, uh, it's a musician who wrote a whole composition that was like four minutes long or something like that. I don't remember mm -hmm. what the yeah. exact title of it was. But it's just him, and he comes out there, and he goes to the piano, and like the whole composition is just pauses mm -hmm. on the paper, <laughs> so he doesn't play for like four minutes. Like he just sits there at the at the uh, resting is what it's called. Yeah. So he just sits at the piano and rests. Yeah. Uh, for four minutes long, and it's like everybody thinks the guy's a genius. Yeah. Uh, oh. For doing this, my. and you can watch YouTube. There's a bunch of people on YouTube that have like made videos of them playing the piano playing the song but it's literally just sitting at the piano and not playing for four minutes and wow. you know what however, however long the, so the song. But and, it's like, that's not art and there i, I, I would I, like i can't even tell you like the weird anger kindle i've got going yeah. because i took 12 years yeah. of private piano lessons yeah i was up at 4 30 in the morning practicing scales don't tell me yeah that I could have just written, like, drawn a rest sign on my treble clef. Yeah. And then be considered a genius. Resting is music, Some, too. Something so profound, tells me man. that the preceptors at yeah. Juilliard are yeah. not going to be accepting the 454 <laughs> rendition uh, of the yeah, piano. It, to me, I mean, if it was a comedy routine, is this is something Andy Kaufman would do. Yeah. And no, it's, it's a joke. it's not a comedy routine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's really not. Because, um, uh, like... If if Andy Kaufman does it, it's funny. 
<laughs> but if this guy is serious. Well, that's because if Andy Kaufman does it, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. Like, right. It's it's something to laugh about. And, and this is oh, yeah, serious. Oh, yeah, 433. 433. I'm going to watch it. Now, seconds. dare I say this, too, as well. By American experimental composer John Cage. Oh, John. And it was done in 1952. Experimental composer. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. That word poser right there at the end of it. I, I would oh, really? I, yeah. I keyed in on the experimental part. <laughs> no, he's, an, he's a poser, not a poser, composer. not an exposer. Um, Those the, both, yeah, keywords. A composer, just a, just a poser. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, and there is say this because this is a darling piece of art for everybody, like Andy Warhol's. Stupid banana oh. <laughs> on a on a white background. It's just a banana. Right. right. Well, the crazy <laughs> thing is, like, I think if you watch the video where he plays it, he yeah. plays it four minutes thirty three seconds, just sits there, and like the entire orchestra hall applauds him at the end. Yeah. Like he did. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> but. Dying. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Rest. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so, so fun. We should we, yeah, it's real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you have, you know So um, guys what was, what was recent? Duct tape duct tape tape to a banana. Oh, yeah. I did see that actually. Yeah. I saw the the well, somebody some post that went viral about it. Yeah, yeah it was like they, they sold for like a hundred thousand dollars right. or yeah. something. Uh, a banana. Yeah, I saw that. So if you yeah. and that's that's a rip off from Andy Warhol, like ego yeah. strength, right? If your if your sense of self, it, in light of Christ and what God tells you about your worth is so fragile, yeah. that you you need to be applauded for something like that. It yeah. seriously, even if we just compare it to the Mona Lisa, yeah, you. We have a problem. We have a really big problem right. yeah. there. Really big. And, uh, <clears throat> and yeah. we're all laughing at this because we all know. I mean, it is hilarious. Let me t- it is really quite funny <clears throat> because of its absurdity. Because as a, like a Christian, a believing um, sinner saved by God, we understand that there is actually objective beauty, yeah. objective art. And I know people are going to be really upset hearing that, especially from a woman. Yeah. But the truth is, like, we were actually told that was our leave the garden now because you've been exiled. Go, go right into the sin cursed soil and do something beautiful with it. I, you know, I listened to your girls up there, Marcus. Also, too, like when when God, um, God created man. He placed them in a garden and not a forest. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right. So it's already cultivated, right? And that's where we get culture and all that. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, right. So, um, and and there were um, uh, when you look at like just how important art is to humans and and, and where God placed them. <clears throat> um, when when you look at like the rivers that were in Eden, it washed up. Uh, uh, mineral uh, minerals and gemstone right. uh, and and so like there was gold and and uh a, a, but i can't think of the names of it right at the moment but there were these these gemstones that washed up into the garden of eden and those same gemstones are required for the construction of the temple wow and uh from those minerals i think we get uh, gold frankincense and myrrh as well how cool is and that? then and then uh and then uh in the temple uh in in the in the new heavens and the new earth throne room 
is decorated with those same jewels. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's basically everywhere God dwells, those jewels are brought to him. Um, so, uh, which means that uh, God really cares about art and he dwells among, he only dwells among art. Right. <laughs> What's well, beautiful. Well, that just makes me think too about like when we get kind of arrogant when we think that we can decide what worship is acceptable, right, mm -hmm. to God. And the way that he describes worship, right, mm -hmm. like as a pleasing aroma, mm -hmm. that the implication is that there would be an unpleasant one, right. right? Like there is also this other category. There's a standard, there's a threshold you have to cross, right? Mm -hmm. In order for it to be beautiful. Right. This is why liturgy is important and, <laughs> and <laughs> structural, yes. structural yes. regulated liturgy Psalm and, and worship. As well. yes. 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 Psalm yes. Amen. singing. Psalm yeah. singing. And so but, like, but I will, I will say this. God gives us freedom, uh, as well, so like yeah, like you said, yes. the regular principle is tr right. tremendously freeing, right? Um, because I don't think the regular principle gives us <clears throat> depictions as to what kind of instruments can be used right, in worship, right? Exactly, right. exactly. Uh, or or uh, the speed and tempo of the music, right? right. And so Agreed. There's a lot of wisdom that's granted. You know, I, I always talk about you know here at the church where I go to, Christ Church in Moscow. I'm really looking forward to like an inner city church plant where uh they infuse psalm singing with like gospel music oh mm -hmm. yeah that'd yeah. be super cool and hip-hop and like that sort of thing is going to be really cool when mm -hmm. it happens at some point so well, I, I, there, I, is, there is freedom I, yeah. I do i do believe that um and and i francis schaefer speaks on that as well mm -hmm. um that's why like i tend not to i don't want to be one of those psalm only guys because mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think scripture a lot because it talks about new songs and stuff like that. So, sure. right. so there's freedom and uh, within the regular principle uh, for genuine creative expression. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. uh, but having having those laws and uh, rules about how to worship God uh, is it protects us too from going too crazy, which is nice yeah. too. Right. It protects you from the the sinful side because was where man is, sin is as well. Right. And so. If creation, if, if he told us to take dominion over the land, right, then wanting to create and wanting to uh, manipulate the matter that is in front of us, uh, is it, it's going to be in our design, and uh, we're going to respond to it accordingly as well. So, you know, you create something evil, and man is, you know, an inventor of wicked, it says, um, a wickedness, it says in the scripture, then our body and our minds are going to respond to that accordingly. And if it titillizes the senses, right, or creates lust in your heart, whatever you're creating, and then it, it will perpetually, you know, and, and right now, like, you know, if you look at the aspect of pornography, it's always the number one in, you know, industry. It, it's what created debit cards online uh, and transactions online. Is that online. true? I did yeah, not that's know true, that. Man. There's really even a movie. What? There's created even what? Pornography created what? Uh, debit cards online, like online transactions. It really it got popular through pornography. There's a movie about it. Luke Wilson is in it. Oh, my gosh. Or, excuse me, Owen Wilson is in it. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, and, uh, that it, makes it, sense. And what I mean by created that, it made it popular. You know what I mean? Um, like it, it, blo it blossomed. Yeah. Right. There was this huge need because right. of this industry. Right, right. Wow. And so, and everywhere where you look, it's always, you know, like this way they say, sex sells, sex sells. Mm -hmm. Excels, right? Um, and, and porn you know, is art, guys. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would just rest. I wish they would just rest. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. That is an argument. That is an argument that yeah. people make. They say it. That I mean, that is a huge argument from porn. Yeah. Porn stars, porn producers. Mm-hmm. It's art. Yes. So and that's okay. That's such a great segue into like reiterating again why the objective standard mm-hmm. for beauty and art is really necessary. You're right. Why can't they just rest? I wish they would just do nothing. (laughs) There you go. You're behaving. That's art. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm not going to engage in fornication for money. (laughs) Because looking at each other, the porn industry would not exact would accept that as art. Just two people staring at each other with their clothes on. Fully clothed. Yeah. And just funk music in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? See, they wouldn't even agree with that. You know what I mean? So whatever. You know, it's art. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, we and we jest so, so, over a serious area, but yeah. So the problem is, most sane people reject that sort of postmodernism when right. it comes to art mm-hmm. as being like valuable. Right. Um, but the problem is when you're talking to conservative investors who Im- reject postmodernism, so I think subconsciously a lot of conservative investors uh, can't or refuse to mm. attach a value to art in general mm-hmm. because they're they're afraid of, you know, and you know, it, the the sort of nonsense world mm-hmm. of art. So. Yeah. Um, so as conservatives, conservatives are mainly facts and data people. They like documentaries and, uh, you know, podcasts uh, that are just talking heads sort of stuff. Mm. Gotcha. Um, so it's really, really big. Like, you know, like, you know, that's how the Daily Wire got started with, you know, just talking head TV, right. news commentary, radio. Now they're a tabloid. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And so, and so, um, so now the biggest challenge that I face, especially as someone who's in venture capital, is trying to find conservatives who aren't woke, right, right who are legitimate, uh, but actually believe that stories are valuable and mm-hmm. that art is valuable mm-hmm. and is investable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, and so that's been a big challenge. And I think instead of I think we've sort of embraced the idea that. Uh, art is subjective and Mm -hmm. if art is subjective it's uninvestable Mm -hmm. Um, which is why we don't have major streaming platforms we don't have a grip in the art world we don't have you know we're not running the music industry or any of that Um, so so i think uh that's a big problem we have to overcome Mm -hmm. um and i think the what the way we're going to overcome that is just by uh making something uh, making an uh, you know like streaming platform like lore that's trinitarian in nature and actually knows what art is right <laughs> right well and I, that, that just it it what you were describing about the reluctancy or hesitancy that you're finding with you know searching for christian conservative investors it, they don't even know to be thinking about art mm-hmm. from a trinitarian right. like i mean just hearing you two talk about it has totally blown my mind in mm-hmm. you know our the last half an hour of our conversation and it makes so much sense so mm-hmm. they aren't even they have been taught like you said Marcus to approach media and art from that subjective platform because that's 
the major media mm-hmm. platforms run things subjectively. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Right. Um, so they don't even know that they should be looking for mm-hmm. right and like no, they, they, the the major platforms don't. I don't think they run things that subjectively. They they use uh, algorithms sure. that are made yeah. by ESG dollars, right, right, BlackRock I, money. So and they appeal to niche audiences or niche audiences. I don't know how to pronounce that word. I is think it's niche. Is, is it niche or niche? I, I, right. I think I don't know. both probably. Are fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> let is me it niche or niche? <laughs> <laughs> that should be our next T-shirt. Oh, whatever. <laughs> my my speech is my art. Let me do what I want. It's right. subjective. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, um, but li- yeah. So you know, you go on Netflix, and if you're really into action movies, they got some for you. If you're really into like goth style stuff, they sure. got that. Right, right. Uh, but then they pander to audiences, too, as well. I don't think they even well, want to put up half of the things that they put up. <laughs> but, but they'll lose subscribers if they don't. Well, what's awesome, like you said, Marcus, because of, like, Laura's... Yeah, they, don't, they don't care about losing subscribers. Yeah, no? See, no, no, they don't. See, see, Netflix gets a lot of money from uh, a venture capital firm uh, that's right. that is, is called BlackRock. Yes. And so uh, BlackRock is multi-trillion dollar... Um, amount of money yeah believe it or not, not i used to work for them um not for directly but oh, they really? owned a company that i worked for <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. yeah 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 it was well, a everybody works for black yeah right? yeah everybody, at some time <laughs> I mean, they work, yeah, yeah. Works uh-huh. we don't yeah. guys yeah. But, no, but totally the way it works is you know netflix or disney gets hundreds of millions of dollars in investment um mm-hmm. to put out you know lgbt sort of nonsense to put out these uh like the worst possible movie ideas uh, you could imagine. Some of them are so and nobody bad. watches it, but it doesn't matter because that money wasn't the the money to make it was pretty much essentially like a nonprofit donation. Um, so oh, you know, I think I, uh, I think Disney just released an animated film in theaters called Strange World. That was like their first LGBT animated movie. Oh really? And nobody watched it. Nope. Uh, Never even heard. But of it. it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, it's it on Disney Plus. Lost 140 million dollars yeah. on it oh. uh, because it was funded in advance through organizations like BlackRock, right? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. so it's just. I mean, it's just. It's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in everything. And uh, so, what happens know. to a company when they lose 140 million dollars? Well, the in the again. short term, it doesn't matter. But in the long term, people just don't care enough about the stuff you're making anymore. right to mm-hmm. participate so so they're abandoning their core audience for the sake of that quick blackrock money mm-hmm. um, and i think in the long term it's really going to hurt them but it's it's a benefit for companies like us who mm-hmm. are uh investing in actually good movies and stories mm-hmm. uh that your great grandchildren will want to watch right? right so that's, that's so cool <laughs> That's the coolest. So, uh, what? Because, because, because your great grandkids are never even going to hear about Strange World on Disney, yeah. right? Like, no one's going to remember that. They'll remember Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah. Uh, or, 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 uh, you know, the pre-woke versions of Aladdin, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. before they went live action and and you've a they robbed they robbed Aladdin of of the Sultanhood. They really they, did. They just kind of like ruined <laughs> the forty. Could, they ruined the forty thieves story. I couldn't get <laughs> through the live action version. Honestly, I yeah. it hurt too badly. I turned on the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, you know what? This is actually a good transition too, as well. Um, but first, I wanted to mention, like, yeah, uh, you, you've you've panned these out. Um, I, you know, I follow you. I follow your blogs on Lure.tv, and um, you know, you mentioned Beauty and the Beast, and how actually, you know, a, a Christian created that that story, and he would put uh, Soli Deo Gloria on every yeah, page. Yeah, Christine. Yeah. Um, and um, how cool? Yeah, uh, and He's still uh, alive too. I, I thought he died, but I found out he's still alive. He's still oh, alive. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. So he made Beauty and the Beast to the glory of God. Right. Um, and told a really good love story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It works out in the end. Yeah, but yes. that's. But <laughs> getting there is a little rough. But that's the, the Christian life is <laughs> yeah. that it does work out there's in the struggle, end. There's a struggle, right? And there's a struggle. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I should also say the director of Disney's Mulan, uh, who yeah. I've met and had lunch with. Oh, cool. Uh, is a Christian. Yeah. Uh, as well, and he's working with, uh, I think he's working with Crew now, C R U. So, so there's a there's a there a lot of Christians came up out of Disney. Um, oh, a lot yeah. of them uh, started there, and and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, Walt Disney was making cartoons that were you know were were like Mickey Mouse was fighting like Hitler, mm -hmm. right? So. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. fighting. The, the cartoons were fighting socialism during World War II and oh, all yeah. this other stuff, um, and after, and then uh, you know suddenly became, it flipped slowly yeah. over time, yeah. and now they're endorsing socialism. You know, and all I, this critical race theory and stuff like that. I think right. of a man like uh, Norm Macdonald, um, and uh, he would say comedy doesn't pander, and I've kept that philosophy in a lot of. In art, it, it, even in things that I do, you know, uh, and but it this comes from a punk rock mentality of don't capitulate, um, and uh, <laughs> uh, in anything to where it becomes unreasonable. <laughs> Sometimes you got to agree, um, but um, I uh, he always said don't pander, and I um, I, I I've always taken that, and I see a lot of uh, creators nowadays pandering to. A political journalism uh, uh, audience kind of thing, uh, where if LGBTQ is the hot political button, they're going to pander to that audience and create everything mm -hmm. you know around that, yeah. and you just get unnecessary things, right? I just saw a movie uh, with Brendan Fraser, um, and he actually played a gay character, but it didn't show, you know, in a in a good light. It didn't pander to a woke audience, right? Um, I don't want to talking about the, the whale. whale, yeah, whale? yeah. Um, but it didn't pander to that, and at the end, he realized that he was wrong, and, and I don't want to give away the movie. Yeah, don't give it but away. Where'd, his, you, where'd, you, where'd you see that at? Uh, it's it? it's in select theaters. They just happened to play it down the theater down the street okay, for I've me. I've been waiting to see that on streaming, but I don't know when that was um, out, okay. Trust me, he got a lot of grief for that role, not just because he's not a homosexual or a not an obese man. He plays an a, a obese yeah. man in there, um, but because of the way he made the community look in that right. in that movie and it wasn't it wasn't just a, a, a you know they weren't hounding on homosexuals in there but it didn't show them it, it showed that actually they can um be evil as well <laughs> it <laughs> didn't I mean? cast every like every gay character wasn't cast as this like above reproach virtuistic savior type he made a mistake he made a right. mistake by leaving his wife and kid right that's what he came to the conclusion at, at the end which yeah, so, yeah. that's fantastic. It yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to see it. And uh, there's more to the movie, and, and there's a more meta narrative to the movie than what I just described. Sure, but yeah. you can see why he got a lot of grief.
grief because he didn't pander well, or that that director didn't pander and a lot of acclaim he's also getting some yeah, tremendous some acclaim. awards and it happened to be a good movie yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it did not <laughs> right because it was authentic <laughs> right and realistic yeah. and i just and it even got me walking around the theater afterwards just thinking about it because i didn't want to go home yet i was oh still supercharged thought... and i'm like all right how would thought... a christian make this movie and i thought you were gonna say you started exercising well i mean i mean <laughs> like it, you it, walked around the theater yeah that was a, a consequence of that it yeah. was a it, <laughs> it was a benefit like, nope. but i wanted to and i wasn't with anybody really i should have had somebody with me yeah. because i didn't know how good this movie was going to be it was 10 30 at night it was random i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go oh. i'm single i can do whatever i want right right <laughs> and, right. and uh, i and i went and then after the movie and i'm like man i'm I'm uh, I'm thinking so much about what this artist is trying to communicate here, right. um, and I thought about it theologically. Okay, so and, and then from the writer's perspective, you know, what are they trying to communicate? And it was about 25 minutes. I'm just walking around the theater trying to exposit this movie. Yeah. And uh, I came to the conclusion, but I'm not going to mention anything. I, I would just recommend going and seeing it. It is not a children's movie, but I would recommend right. seeing well, it. Well, hopefully yeah. you guys picked that up from yeah. what Nick did share with us about <laughs> it already. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to have a gay character, that would be how to do it. Um, sure. it it's not unnecessary. It's not shoehorned. It's not trying to... Um, uh, uh, doctrinate you <laughs> yeah. or anything like that and actually show that they suffer the human condition. Well, one, well. one, one of the projects we got coming to lore soon mm. at some point uh, is called The Lesbian and the Lumberjack and it's a mm. satire of rom-com Hallmark movies. Yeah. Oh. It's about a lesbian who thinks she's gay until she gets a flat tire on the way to Christmas Town. <laughs> <laughs> and a, lumber, a lumberjack changes uh, her tire and she realizes she's not gay. She's just never and met a real man before. Changes her tire <laughs> And yeah. her mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wonderful. I yeah. love that. So that's gonna be great. My husband. So. so I love parody, and my husband loves the Hallmark romance movies. So oh really? We're gonna love that. Well, Candace Cameron <laughs> uh -huh. is now has her own network, or it's something like the Great American Network, or something like that. Uh, Candace Cameron Burr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, because she got away from the Hallmark of them, yeah. uh, starting to pander to. That audience that I right, uh, that I said, woke, wokeness, yeah. it's yeah. infected and, everything. And uh, uh, you know, it would be one thing if it was just like one out of a thousand things, but it's in everything. I now. know. I was. And just you can't enjoy that, anything. Yeah, I was just having that conversation too. It's like you. Really, the Joker's pregnant now. Yeah, you, know, you can't I mean, find a so. show that doesn't that. include it. Yeah, I yeah. saw that too. Yeah, the Joker's pregnant and had a right. baby boy. So, guys, the out of where. I'm just, yeah. never mind. I, well, I, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. They need to rest once more. Yeah. The whole point of us discussing this, besides that we're good friends and clearly have a good time talking, is that as a Christian, you should utilize, right, this mm -hmm. creative bone mm -hmm. that we have been given. And if you aren't creating content yourself, like maybe you're not making mm -hmm. the lesbian and the lumberjack, you can... You should be making something, mm -hmm. and that something has an objective standard for beauty. Mm -hmm. um, I know one of the things we talked about a little bit before we started recording was, personally, like in my own life, I use creating things as a psychotherapy all the time. It's mm -hmm. one of the, the my like primary coping mechanisms is to create things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like... Um, uh, my son turned two last week, and he loves the Despicable Me franchise. Mm -hmm. He loves it. So I'm creating Minion Bowling mm -hmm. out of 
soda bottles yeah, and I'm making little minions and it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and I'm getting super glue all over my hands mm-hmm. and it and spray paint <laughs> and it's wonderful it's so mm-hmm. much fun and you're doing it out of the love of your son sure and well. also and it's going to reflect I, that I right. love making stuff I love mm-hmm. I love that I don't have to go pay somebody three hundred dollars on Etsy mm-hmm. to send me their minion bowling mm-hmm. pins like I get to make those and for I, my kid and I would say that you are thinking uh, objectively inside of that even in the triune nature of God God is love right the father right. has always loved the son the son has always loved the spirit so and Unitarians run into a problem uh, with this uh, as uh, uh, but uh, Trinitarians don't Everything is a reflection of the character of God, right? Right. So look at the minions that you're creating right now. <laughs> we'll post a picture for of you like yeah. of this so you guys it's, know what we're talking about. I'm seriously proud of these. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun, it's creative, it's, it's silly. cute, it's silly. Toby but it's also it. done in the, the the primary point well, would be love. Well, and I'm right. working hard on it. Yeah. Like I am putting forth effort mm-hmm. because this good work that God's given me, mm-hmm. like given given to my hands to complete, yeah. I'm taking pride in. Yeah. No, I would not win any art contest right, right. <laughs> with my minion, yeah. but like I am trying to do it well. Right. And so I think psychotherapeutically speaking, therapists use the like creation activities all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, non-Christians don't know that they're accessing mm-hmm. what they're accessing when they are drawn to that. Yeah, they're suppressing the truth. They're suppressing the truth, yeah. but they they come to the same conclusion. We talk about this all the time, Nick, that mm-hmm. like Freud and Young were trying to disca- describe God's creation mm-hmm. and they came up with their own terminology mm-hmm. right. for it, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, you like God mm-hmm. created us. He created everything. They, they missed the mark. Yeah, yeah they you mm-hmm. have to come to the same conclusion, right? Which is right. like order, structured, objective, mm-hmm. standard. Well, so Jung will go, okay, uh, we all, you know, are in a hierarchical order that we all, uh, you know, uh, yield to that. And it's true. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But Jesus is the arche, so it's yeah. going to reflect how we live, of course. Um, and so he's preeminent. And so any th- time that we come together and create institutions or create a society, economy, create whatever art. like that, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a from the overflow yeah. uh, of that. Um, and, and, and no wonder, you know, Jordan Peterson says this. A lot of psychologists say this. All hierarchies are bent towards corruption. I'm like, yeah, of course. Because if it's not in the reflective right. <laughs> of nature of the triune God and you have sinful creatures. It's an idol. It, we will create, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and pander to our own lusts, desires, right. and everybody else's lusts and desires. And we capitalize on the vulnerabilities of men. Um, and if that's not psychology. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a good way of, yeah. I think that's a good way of stating it. So. And we, it, we do that. And um you wanted to talk about uh, the uh, the therapeutic uh, nature. Well, there's j- there's lots. So we have a whole subdiscipline in psychology mm-hmm. of art therapists. So like we secular psychology recognizes the benefit in being creative, mm-hmm. creating art. They just say that there is no standard for it, right? Like mm-hmm. they would be fine with the four minute thirty three second nothing yeah. as an actual yeah. musical composition i can no, you, feel you beethoven turning over in his grave you know <laughs> yeah. like mozart would laugh hysterically at yeah. that right the mozart who was a prodigy at age four mm-hmm. right so oh my gosh mm-hmm. it makes me i actually can hear my own piano teacher probably isn't it, isn't it psychology that created like ink blots and you're supposed to look oh the yeah the rorschach rorschach ink blot, yeah. blot test yeah <laughs> so that actually is like interestingly enough started as a parlor game kind of like a 
like a dinner party yeah. game you could play with your uh like apples guests. apples yeah right you <laughs> let's have the let's have the neighbors from the next villa over for dinner yeah. um and see if we can it's talk about their emotional well-being by having them describe ink blots it's so. such a it, it's an absurd thing um but uh, see really quick before we move from that there actually ha- there are two objective Mm-hmm. scoring systems that have been developed to try <laughs> to try and decide like this person's so you know the first placard most people look at it and immediately say that looks like a bat okay mm-hmm. uh, even just saying that i'm sure you you two can conjure yeah. the image that i'm talking about yeah. because even though they're not supposed to be public they are yes you can go onto google and find all of the ink blots right yeah. and mm-hmm. you can find all the the answers but yeah, there are the two uh, yeah objective scoring systems mm-hmm. the one i learned was <laughs> it was called the exner scoring and you are supposed to essentially code data from people's responses that then are linked to like well this is an abnormal response this response means you're highly narcissistic right this response if you <laughs> one of the things that um i remember as a student in one of my uh, clinical training placements, I was working with a lady. We did the Rorschach, and she did this really crazy thing during the inkblot test called color projection. Mm-hmm. So almost no one does it, but uh, there's a few. The, the first four or five plaques, I believe, are black and white. And then the last five plaques start introducing color. Like at first it's red, and then there's uh, there's a few other colors, and then the last blots are, are multicolored. Mm. So if you are responding to the Rorschach, oh man, I'm going to be voted off any psychology islands I was left on. But by re- <laughs> by responding that you see color, mm-hmm. so color projection mm-hmm. in one of the black and white blots is supposed to be indicative of like everything awful in the world, right? Like wow. you are, and again, <laughs> it's been a long time since I administered or scored the Rorschach, but like psychopathy, yeah. sociopathy, yeah. like serious personality oh disorder. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> again, borrowing and from it, a Christian worldview. And it's based off of their presuppositions <laughs> on how one would react to these things. Right. right. Yeah. But again, guys, yeah. like, please seriously hear me. This was a party game. Mm -hmm. This was a party game that was appropriated (laughs) by psychology, right? And we use it, quote unquote, to gain insight into into behavioral functioning. Okay, because we have to find tools in secular psychology to explain what God explains to us in like two chapters in Genesis, really. Read the beginning of Genesis, read Romans, and that's all, (laughs) that's the foundation that you need. Uh. For this human is psychology. Why, this is why I hate apples to apples. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no objective way to win. Right. Yeah. There is nothing. No. <laughs> you just get the apples in the basket. Yeah. You really, you really can't <laughs> win at the Rorschach no. blood test. Yeah. I'd rather watch a man do nothing at a piano. Right. So but, um, the, those kinds of tests are very different than some of the... Um, the other measures that are used to like look at cognitive functioning, there mm-hmm. are some really objective, like ob- standardized measures that you can administer. But and that's presupposing that the counselee doesn't know your motive. Well, so in the Rorschach, I would say you are one hundred percent correct. Yeah. But in the like, so when you're looking at like areas of intelligence, memory functioning, mm-hmm. executive processing, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it can be a little more objective because 
if you're presented with a math problem and you can't complete it in however long, mm-hmm. that ca- that data can be compared to... Yeah, and it doesn't really right. matter if you know or not. Well, yeah. it can be compared mm-hmm. to other people of your same age cohort who have yeah. taken the test. Yeah. So you get averages and you get standard deviations and all this data mm-hmm. that psychologists really love to analyze and yeah. use as... More math. Support, right. Yeah. But the truth is, is if we actually came at it from like the point of view that lore is, which is Trinitarian... Mm-hmm. We don't need any other explanation. Mm-mm. No, no. Again, the reflective character. And we already have his revealed will. Right. And we have general revelation, which is creation. And we have special revelation to interpret that. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's all we need. And in fact, there's a lot of words and a lot of books and a lot of chapters. Uh, we have right. uh, stuff to keep, uh, keep us preoccupied for a lifetime discovering these mm-hmm. things and to <coughs> nuancing these things and to uh, defining our uh, skills and our crafts. Right. Things like that. And so, um, you know, God, like he said, uh, Marcus said in the beginning, is an objective artist. Right. It wasn't somebody's opinion that it was good. Right. Um, oh. It was his opinion. Goosebumps. Uh, I have so many goosebumps. Yeah. I love that so <laughs> much. Exactly. And a lot of well, artists. It, like, hit, like it exists. Ab- it, uh, God, the triune God is the only God mm-hmm. that that exists independently with mm-hmm. among the three persons. Yeah, and a lot of artists want to usurp that authority. They want to put themselves in the in the place of God and say it's good, even though you would say, so a lot of alternative comedians do this, right? Um, and uh, they'll go on stage, and I'm not going to uh, divulge or chronicle the origin of alt comedy, but they give a lot of crap to the to the audience for not laughing or for not responding. Oh. They, oh, you just don't get it. It's you, and they'll uh uh uh. You mean sort that of becomes part of the joke? You mean? <sighs> no, it becomes part of their persona and how they walk oh. and how they do everything. Uh, I see. I see. Um, and um, there's only a few alt comics that I would actually respect <laughs> oh. as a as a comic. Um, but uh, uh again, Who I want say what. Who are those alt comics you would respect? Yeah. Uh, Mark Marin, um, David Cross. Okay. Um, David Cross. Okay. Yeah, the Mr. Show guys. Uh, because only because they can do club comedy and stand behind a mic and do comedy. David and, Cross, and Tobias Funke, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cross? yeah mm. Bob Odenkirk is one of them, I, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, those guys know how to objectively be funny. Yeah. Now, I may be embarrassed some, you know, uh, uh, as a Christian now, I, I, I look back and at their jokes and I'm kind of uh, blush. flush, you know, f- uh, blush in face. But uh, those guys actually went through the clubs, too, as well. They didn't call themselves alt comedy. They just had a certain style that generated something. Mm. And then now people take that, hyperize it and then berate the audience for not understanding them. Oh, that sucks. Um, they're just a hyperized <laughs> David Cross. Now, sometimes an audience uh, me doing stand-up, I, you know, I understand this and, and hearing comic stories. Sometimes an audience is just not having it that day. It doesn't mean that you're not funny or anything like that. You're just not having it that mm-hmm. day. Whatever for red or, or whatever reason. Uh, the market that you're in, things like that, whatever. Uh, but most of the time it's because you stink. You know? <laughs> 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 um, you're and not funny, dude. Yeah, you're well, not well, funny. Well, there is a difference, though, between uh, uh, subjective taste. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know. Uh, so, um, there, I think there's an objective standard mm-hmm. as to uh, what makes a good fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean everybody likes fried chicken. Right. Right. But I can't just like make up a recipe and say 
This is fried chicken. The spaghetti is fried chicken. You're right. right. It's just your taste. So, 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 that's, that's all that's comedy. That's the, all comedy. But that's part of the unity and diversity in the Trinity, right? right. Yeah. We can have something that is objectively good. Let's say, like, uh, I would say objectively good. I Love Lucy is yeah. an objectively funny comedy. Yeah. Um, and it's still around, and people still, throughout generations, yeah. laugh at it. But it doesn't mean, like, I Love Lucy is your favorite kind of comedy. <laughs> right. Or, or you right. even, like, enjoy it the most. Right. But you'd be an absolute idiot to say that it's not funny. Not, right. That it's not funny. Um, yeah. You just you would be wrong. You would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so, right. and, yeah, you would be wrong. Yeah, I think about that uh, 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 with. You'd be wrong. Yeah, right. there's a lot of art that I, you would be wrong for saying that it's is not, not good. You yeah. say I don't like it. Yeah, uh, you know, because God made different people with different interests and likes and dislikes and mm-hmm. and all those sort of things. Um, but there's still objective standards as mm-hmm. to measuring yeah. what is good and what isn't good. Yeah, yeah, and right. Th- and the profound way it plays on our psychology, and Marcus, I wanted to tell you this, and I told you a little bit about it before we started recording, um, that you know, creation does influence us, right? And things that we create do influence us. And right. we want to be influencers. Uh, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. And he showed that empirically uh, in his labor, in his work, how he walked, even how he suffered, how he prayed, how he did everything, right? Um, and I want to take those attributes and do them, you know, into all the categories of life that that God would allow me to divulge into. Um, and um, and but the the sinful side, like like we mentioned, will can cause corruption. Right. So if it influences in a good way uh, in the standard of objectivity and the nature of God, it fulfills our design and it glorifies God. But then the other way also panders to what Satan, right? The sin, right. Uh, the sinful side, and we can create awful things that people actually would say that they like, right? Yeah. Um, well, um, and I, I hate to say this about this movie, but when I was uh, a young lad, a wee lad, right, um, <laughs> in sixth grade, year two thousand, sixth grade, <laughs> um, and we're uh, being transported back. Yeah, this. I saw the movie SLC Punk. Now it is a good movie. Um, and Matthew Lidler, Jason Siegel is in it and, uh, punk rockers, um, you know, in Salt Lake city, you know, and the, the whole religious oppression and all that stuff started manifesting in that movie, but it was just anarchy, uh, and punk rockers and around the, uh, 1985, right? Um, and, uh, the conclusion of the movie, it was all fashion and all, you know, uh, just uh, a ruse anyway like they didn't they shouldn't have taken it seriously well i only remember one part from that movie nick and it was the scene where devon saw like gets a sprinkler attacked and he ends up like yeah burning out on acid yeah yeah he's got a bunch of drugs in his pocket and melts on his uh, his skin he's he's fried for the rest of his life yeah Yeah. um and uh well you know uh, they were chronicling their origin of punk rock uh, how they started it and it's because they were nerds in school and they were playing D&D and listening to Rush and they're like you know what enough of this music enough of the D&D here's something new and they played Billy Idol's band at that time called Generation X Kiss Me Deadly it's also the album where Dancing with Myself came from too as well and um and they're like you know what we're going to start our, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to start our own parties. We're going to do our own thing. And that had such a profound impact on my mind, the way I looked at the world, because I, too, was that guy playing D&D in the basement. 
Um, right. Except mine was Power Rangers and Pokemon cards, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> which they took away from me all the time when I went to school, and I, I hated would it. Still played D and I think I've never played it, but I totally would. I probably would now. Yeah, um, I played it. Yeah, did you? Okay. Uh, I played Magic and I played Pokemon. Magic Rangers. the Gathering. Christians too. Oh yes, yeah, I, I know did, that. Yes, I did yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, and uh, so we talk about the influence. Well, I became sort of a punk rock guy. It took me a few years to get to the level that they were at, uh, but eventually I was kind of running my own high school with this hardcore metal punk atmosphere, uh, and that eventually got me into drugs. Eventually uh, got me into weird uh, promiscuity and yeah. all of that stuff. So gross, Nick. And then I, I I sit there and wonder, what if I didn't see that movie? I remember just having such, such a, a prof- reaction. Yeah. All I did was want to fight people and listen to music and uh, do drugs and go to concerts. And mm-hmm. that's what I did even well into my mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, minus the fighting one. I, I started, <laughs> I, I got tired of that. And plus people mm-hmm. were stronger than me. I but do yeah. like talking about like movies that were pivotal. It's funny enough, like Marcus, Babies Are Murdered Here, mm-hmm. was one of the first like documentaries I ever saw made by christian made mm-hmm. by you long before i met you mm-hmm. i don't even like a year before mm-hmm. i met you maybe yeah and so i remember having one of those like just just the title just the right. sign the store like it changed me yeah. it like cha- i felt every cell in my body mm-hmm. move like, i mean i don't want to liken it to when god saved me but it was that it was a similar kind of experience in that, like, all of me mm-hmm. was changed in that moment. Right, and right. art being, so art and truth telling, storytelling, mm-hmm. being that powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, of guy, Like, as Christians, we have to take dominion here. Yeah. And... Yeah. And uh, and that was influenced in a good way. I saw babies are right. murdered here. Babies are uh, babies are still murdered babies here. Are still um, murdered that here. one. Um, I remember you playing it in the church, and I don't think that there was a dry face um, in that audience. It was all right. tears. Oh, I know. was sobbing. Um, yeah, it's all tears, uh, and we wanted to do something about it, and it got people super zealous about abolitionism and um and to the creators out there got them super zealous and i want to influence culture right. that same way how did you feel with that whole experience knowing that that you and and mr speed here john speed uh pulled that off you know uh, to the glory <laughs> of god because uh hey man it's not easy to do you know no. and you well, did it no, nothing you're doing is easy to do <laughs> yeah can't do easy stuff no, no no that was i remember man that was that was hard to watch that movie babies are still murdered here together in a room full of people because it's the first time mm-hmm. uh, that i think um, pretty much anybody's seen has seen it mm-hmm. uh oh, and yeah. so that was i forgot that yeah that was crazy and then of course you know you got the story of rusty thomas and his son that's kind of yeah. central to that story but yeah. Um, but uh no but i think that's why we create art to move people emotionally um even in the course of a documentary right mm-hmm. it should remove move people emotionally the problem with conservatives is all they do is documentaries that are just facts and data driven right yeah and there's like no emotional impact uh, to anything that they make uh, mm-hmm. it's not very convincing um but you know conservatives think well if you just show them the evidence then they're just going to believe right yeah <laughs> yes that's so, so uh, true that's such it, a yeah and, and liberals know that you need more than that. You need stories and emotion and, uh, you know, like I, I like to say, like conservatives will say, oh, look at all the, you know, 
you know, when they're debating abortion, they'll say, look at, you know, this is when life begins and look at the, the DNA and da, 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 da. And then liberals will go, yeah, but like, what about the woman who was raped? And she's right. got to look into the eyes of that baby and see her rapist, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, they come at it with stories and they always win. Right. <laughs> they don't care about your, you know, what is it? Feelings don't care about your facts. Right? They yeah, don't. Yeah. They don't. So, so uh, you know, so so I think like that's sort of the problem that we have, especially within conservative media. Um, and then the other thing is, I think Christian entertainment, Christian films, s sort of base their decisions as to what a movie is based on the data, as opposed to just this is a good movie. Oh yeah. So like the Christian film industry, for example, if you pitch to the Christian film industry, I'm not, I'm not making this up. It's gonna sound like a joke. It's not. Okay. Uh, but they look for they look for four things. Um, and it's uh, whether the movie has uh, uh, a girl, a puppy, a horse, or cancer. No, that's not true. Well, that's no, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Wow. Because oh my because gosh, we've gone, to the, we've gone to the pitch festivals with the same people. Um, and oh one one gosh. this is great. Uh, one one guy told me that he was uh, writing uh, a script for uh, for for Pure and they told him that. Uh, they can't really sell this movie unless there's a dog on the cover. <laughs> so he wrote a so he wrote a dog in in the movie that got kills killed in the first five minutes gets run over or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> so he could sell it. Just oh so gosh. he could sell it. That's but, but so the the reason they do that is because the algorithms that they have show that women who are 35 years and older <laughs> are more likely to watch movies with those sort of storyline uh, yeah. you know so oh you know. my gosh can i just say as a 36 year old woman that i i steer clear of movies that akin to old yeller i mean oh, where, yeah. where they're it's killing just, off the dog in the first five minutes trauma, traumatic also, experience. i'm not watching that. i like i get a yeah i just don't marley and me you know all that okay <laughs> but go back and watch your hallmark movies right uh. and they have the same there at some point. equation, yeah, yeah. And it's always a scene of them riding a horse. It's always uh, a, a, a studly so country boy with a truck and a flannel yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we watched some of the Christmas movies. Yeah, during, yeah. Uh, you know, that came on Netflix or whatever, and we would we would just laugh at every one of those points because they all check them <laughs> off. Every yeah. Yeah. All, all Christmas movies yeah. have those four things, and if it's not cancer, it's some other. Yep. tragic event right did you watch like, did you watch the Lindsay lohan one marcus you and mora that was where she gets got the, amnesia yeah the amnesia yeah yeah because we were like oh there's the horse there's yeah. the dog there's, there's the, the tragic dog. accident that leaves there's her amnestic accident, yeah right? <laughs> and it's yeah. the psychological cues because you put yourself into a fairy tale land at that, and it, it creates a visceral yeah. experience for you. Well, but it's all yeah, it's all a formula based on right. data, yeah. and and uh, and it no, works. No, yeah, no one who's in the Christian film industry is going to break that category, those categories, because that's where all their money is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the only way you know what we we're doing is just really coming at it. And just breaking down all the walls, sort of like Ugh. MTV did, yeah, uh, you know, in the eighties, and yeah. just really just. I can't all the wait. Walls I cannot wait till March. Can you give us another like thumbnail uh, glimpse into like the lesbian and the the lumberjack? What uh, what else is coming? From uh, barely biblical, we premiered the oh, pilot yeah. at the Pilot Peace Conference. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's a uh, it's 
it's done by one of the animators of Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And he is, uh, it's reenacting the uh, most violent Old Testament Bible stories with teddy bears. Wow. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> you guys oh. didn't believe me when I said Marcus had a dark sense of humor. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like a, uh, it, but, but I mean, the, the principle of that is like one, the show's called barely biblical. So it's not taking itself seriously as like, this is a Bible story. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's not like in the sense veggie tales did. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, but also uh, there, there's narration of, uh, there's narration in each episode that's word for word from the Bible. Oh, great! So that when the kids watch it over and over and over again, uh, they're they're still hearing memorizing uh, scripture without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's really fascinating take, but it's a great way I think for first off, it's a show for boys. It's not for girls. Okay. Um, it's it's a show for boys and fathers. That's what the creator wanted. He's like, I just want to show a cartoon that me and my sons would watch that. My wife and daughters wouldn't want to watch. Okay. Um, and and so uh, that that I think is like really important that there's still gender categories. Agreed. For yeah. entertainment. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> That's it's. Um, I think it's vitally. So a- a- anime anime uh, does that. They have genres for you know eighteen to thirty four, and that's usually like detective shows mm-hmm. or cop shows or just superheroes and things like that. They will. Um, uh, dive into categories based off of either gender or age, mm-hmm. I think like that. And uh, um, they're the only medium that I know that was doing that right now. Um, that that I'm so I'm glad that uh, um, that lure I mean, <laughs> is I mean doing it, that. Yeah, too as well. and it well it makes sense, and yeah. it's one of the reasons that like mainstream media is mm-hmm. sucks the life out of you. So we should mm-hmm. combat it, mm-hmm. right? With yeah. the opposite, yeah. um, right. And and Christian stories are just better stories, they which are is why, stories. I agree. Um, like the Mandalorian is so successful because you know you have a father son father protecting his son relationship. There's right. adoption and covenant uh, themes throughout. It's you so know. good. Now, Disney doesn't know why it's successful, right? Mm-hmm. But we can look at that and go, oh yeah, well, that right. that was an easy win. Right. I love I love the part in Mandalorian right. where Bill Burr is telling him, you know, you got to do what you got to do to take off your mask. You know, sometimes you got to put yeah. your, uh, so, yeah, put away your religion. religion yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and Cause, cause in the Star Wars universe, the Force is the true religion, right? Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you have him basically abandoning his false religion. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. sake of his child and raising him in the faith. It's not uh, about works, people. Goose, goose, <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not about works. It's about the force. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Marcus, but, uh, can we have you come back like whenever we get an itch and just talk about all things creative? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I, yeah, we would love to. Yeah, uh, it's so much fun. So everybody, go to lore.tv, like L-O-R ch- yeah. TV, and um, look for the subscription access in March 2023, and share it and. Mm-hmm. Share it with everybody you know and mm-hmm. start creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah, I'd recommend going to the website. Look at their articles and blogs, too, as well. The tremendous insight of uh, some of the things that we've talked about here today, too, as well. I know right. it's really helped me out, uh, you know, thinking about these things. Right, in this way. Right, right, in that in, in that way. And uh, even Marcus's wisdom in past blogs have led me to thinking triune, you know, yeah. objectively. And I'm so I'm so glad that he mentioned it on here and i'm like oh really yeah. and it's really because uh, i see you guys on, on on social media talking about these things 
Um, and uh, and so you've already had a profound influence with Lore. It's not even launched yet. I mean, so. right? It's only it's been in its beta launch, and yeah. now we're getting ready for the like. Yeah. The f- what are the full enchilada? Yeah. Is that a thing? thing. And yeah. right when you told me there was going to be a wrestling thing, and uh, you oh, yeah. uh, you released a trailer for it, I actually immediately contact. Oh yeah, wrestling was. Yeah, I actually immediately contact Nick from Pele Wrestling, and uh, <laughs> we started talking. That's so, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or excuse me, not Nick, uh, but yeah, Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah, only because of the uh, the CM Punk debacle that's going on behind stage, and it was the talk of wrestling um, uh, right oh, now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and I wanted his opinion on it. I don't know anything but about. Yeah, what yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. Well, okay. if you want to know, you can find out. <laughs> that's <okay. laughs> but yeah, uh, I won't I'll let go. you explain it yeah. to me off the mic. And I wanted his opinion on it. Um, and uh, and he gave me one. It was great. Um, but um. Marcus, we thank you for being on the show. Is there anything else that you wanted to say to the audience that you wanted to plug or you wanted to uh, uh, to mention? Yeah, just go to Lore TV and like sign up on the wait list for mm-hmm. when we subscribe our email newsletter, and we'll let you know. And then also, if you're an accredited investor, uh, yes, we're we're raising money for our next round, investment round. So you're more than willing to contact me and fill out the investor form on Lore.tv. So beautiful. Yay. Thank you so much, brother. We miss you and we love you. Yes. And remember, and, right. and your uh, creation endeavors and the things that you're doing take heart. He has overcome the world. Love you guys. Love you guys.